gospel message. Earlier today, we began a study of the Bible that was centered, that was centered on trusting in the Word of God. And in order to trust the Word of God, we have to know it and know what the Word of God says with reference to different struggles and challenges of life. We cannot apply something to faith that we are completely unaware that it even exists. So when thinking of trusting the Word of God and knowing the Word of God, I, I, I thought about the analogy of a parent and a child. So a baby, when a baby is born and, um, you know, newborns, when they're in the hospital, the hospital staff has to tag them. They have to put wristbands or ankle bands around the babies. And so that, number one, because it's hard. It's hard to recognize a brand new baby that you never met before until that day. And when they now take the baby to the you know, to the nursery or the NICU, wherever the baby ends up, you know, they don't want to give the, uh, the a child to the wrong parents. So they, they put name tags on that child and they put on the mother. And when it's time to bring the baby for feeding, they'll always compare the name tag on the baby to the name tag of the mother. But as the child grows up, so let's say the child is raised by both parents and, and the father is there, all the time. We're going to speak specifically to father-child relationships right now. So the father, again, over the years, because the father has become familiar with the child and the child has become familiar with the parent, of course, there's no need for name tags once you get home because the older the child becomes, the more, you know, of an identity they, they, they establish, at least a physical identity is concerned. And so, as the child goes grows up, and uh, they and they interact with their father, as long as their father is there in the household, present and actively raising that child, that child will come to recognize the father's face. That child will come to recognize the father's voice. That child will come to recognize the father's mannerisms, the things that make him happy, the things that make him upset. When he needs to be left alone, when he's you know amenable to company, but the child. Uh, being in the company of their father, they learn these things and they know these things. And so you have the physical resemblance. You have the, you know, voice where the child can recognize the voice, uh, can recognize, you know, maybe the walk or the gait or whatever the case may be. But there is a familiarity between father and child as long as the father is the one who is actively raising that child. There is a familiarity because of all the time spent together. They've spent time together, so some level of familiarity has been established. So take that now and flip it to the Christian-God relationship. There's no way we will be able to recognize voice, recognize God's voice until we spend time with him and hear his voice over and over and over again. Otherwise, we're not going to recognize it. We're not going to be able to discern to say, oh, that is from my father or that is an imposter because if it's a child, remember, once a child has lived with their father and interacted with their father long enough, once they hear the voice 
of their father. Their ears perk up and they know that, you know, daddy's around. He's either on the phone or he's by the door or something. But there's usually uh, an awareness that, that comes with that. And it's only established because of the relationship that happened in the child's formative stages. So from newborn to toddler to infancy to, to, to you know, an older child, the more the child spends with the father, the more the child becomes familiar with the father and every single aspect of this father. And it's the same thing with God. It's the same thing. We're not going to get to know God unless we spend time with him. And how do we spend time with him? We spend time with him in the word and in prayer. Those are the two most important things. The word is there because the word was written for our benefit, according to the Bible passage. And as we continue to study this word, it gives us insight. It's like a photo album of God. You know, looking at, at, at the Bible and reading the Bible, it's like a photo album of God. What happened in Genesis, the things that happened in Exodus, the things that happened in Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. We see accounts, we see instances of God in creation, God in disappointment, God in his wrath, God in his mercy, God in his favor, his goodness, where he's parting Red Seas for people and allowing people to walk on the dry bed of the Jordan. And he's, he's having the, the walls of water swallow up a whole Egyptian army. And, and so, so we see the God of the Bible at different stages throughout all creation and throughout, you know, the generations leading up till now. And, you know, the more time we spend with God, we start to recognize, okay, this is something God would say because he said it. He said it here, he said it there, he said it in all these different places. This is not something God would say because there is nothing in the Bible that that that, that reflects that. Again, this is the familiarity. This is the familiarity that we establish with God or we have with God by virtue of the time we spend with him. The same thing with prayer. Prayer is communicating with God, as is the scripture, because the Holy Spirit opens up the scripture to our understanding. So it's incredibly important to pray for understanding that God will give us a mind of understanding when reading his scripture. You know, so the same thing with prayer. We're communing with God. We're petitioning him. We're putting our requests before him. Sometimes he, he answers us immediately. Sometimes he does not. But again, it is that exchange, that exchange of dialogue. And then we're praying the scriptures too. We're, we're, we're calling on what God has says and we're putting his word up before him and said, and we say things like, Lord, this is what you said. I believe it. I receive it. Make it manifest in my life. All those things. But there is that relationship. And guess what? The same way the child gets to know the father, the father also gets to know the child. They recognize each other. They know each other. The father knows the proclivities of his child. He knows the, the struggles of his child. Again, if he is involved, if he is involved. So when we liken that, the father-child relationship to our relationship with God, again, we cannot know God unless we spend time with God in prayer and in the word. Because in the book of Matthew, in, in the book of Matthew chapter chapter 7 from verses 21 to 23, it's that it's those famous verses that says that say, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. 
Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have I not cast out devils? And have I not done all these wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. See, now that right there is, think about a father, right? He has his children. And let's say he goes to the mall. And, you know, they're, they're letting, they're standing in line. And it's almost time to get into maybe a store they've been there outside the video game store and they've been standing there for a long time and it's almost their turn and it's the father with his children and his children are excited and they're about to get into this place and they are with their father they know their father their father knows them and then all of a sudden he turns around let's say he goes there with three children and all of a sudden he turns around and sees a fourth child who's trying to sneak in with them because they're at the beginning of the line so this child is trying to sneak in with this father and children into the into the video game store because they don't want to wait their turn or whatever the case may be but again he's trying to blend in with this father who has a lot of children and he's telling the store person I'm with them that's my dad and the father is going to look around and and say first he's going to ask he's like hey whose kid is this who, who are you you know and and the kid of course it would be foolish to say you're my dad because that would be ridiculous but it would almost be like hey the gig is up in that i tried to sneak in 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 with this family and they caught me i'm an imposter and of course the father is going to say you're an imposter get away i don't know you where are your parents who's your father who's your mother what are you doing here hey whose kid is this come get your kid that's what the father would say because he doesn't know who this child is he has no clue who this child is. And this child would be a quote-unquote worker of iniquity in that moment because you're trying to do something fraudulent. You're trying to sneak in and, and, and pretend that this father is your father unbeknownst to the father. It's not even like you had an arrangement with him. You're just trying to pass yourself off as his kid for some benefit, for some advantage when you're not his kid. The father's going to rightly say, Who's kid? this is not my kid. That's what God does. That's exactly what God does. When he doesn't spend time with us, when he doesn't know us, he wasn't with us. He hasn't raised us. He hasn't played any part in, in our, because we have not, we've rejected him. We have not come to him as a child comes to a father. We have not cleaved to him as a child cleaves to a father. We have not sought him as a child seeks his father. We have not loved him as a child loves their father. We've done nothing. We've been on the street somewhere doing something and all of a sudden now when there's an advantage, we come and try to blend in with the crowd. He's going to say, no, no, no. I don't know this kid. Come get your kid. Whose kid is this? And that's exactly what God is saying in that Matthew chapter 7. He's like, I do not know you. Get thee away from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you. And we certainly, if that's what the category we fall into, we will not know him. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Those that I raise, those that acknowledge me as Father, those that come to me, those that hear my word, those that receive my instruction, they receive my parenting. So I love them at all times because a, a father, a good father always loves his children. But you know what? When it's time to, to, to lay on the affection, I lay on the affection. When it's time to discipline, I discipline. That's what a father does with the child. He raises up the child in the way that they should go so that when they're old, they do not depart from it. A father will protect his child, but a father also requires certain things of that child. Requires respect, requires obedience. 
you know, if the father says these are the rules, the father requires that the child follow the rules. When the father says, you know, come and come and enjoy the benefits of being my child, the father would love for that child because, again, this is a father's delight. But, again, it comes from a father-child relationship. Those who seek me early will find me. We have to come to God as children. When he calls us, we have to answer and say, yes, father, and receive the hand that he's extending to us. We cannot reject his hand. When it comes time for the parenting, for the training, for the correcting, for, 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 for instilling all the values that we should have, we cannot reject them and say, no, I want to do as I please. I want to go where I want, live how I want, hear what I want to hear, listen to who I want to listen to, follow who I want to follow. And then when the chips fall down, we now want to sneak in and say, oh, that's my father. God is going to say, no, get thee away from me. I do not know you. Whose kid is this? Because this is not my child. And I think that's just the simplest way to put it. Because if we want to enjoy the benefits of being his children, then we need to treat him like he's our father. We need to come to him like he's our father. We need to come to him early and get to know him. Allow him to raise us. Allow him to rear us so he can know us intimately and as he's rearing us and raising us and being a father to us then we also will get to know him intimately we will know his voice we will recognize his face we will know his mannerisms we'll be able to say nah my father would never do that i know my father my father would never say that i know my father this only comes from having that father child relationship and if we do not have it, if we do not want it, if we do not deem it as being important, then when that day comes, he will say of us, God forbid, but he could say, whose kid is this? This is not my child. And may that, that not be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.